I'm not sure. Doesn't Silver have something to do with vampires? That's werewolves. I, I know silver bullets are werewolves, but I'm sure silver has something to do with vampires. Well, does anybody have any silver? Okay, then who cares? Bloodsuckers to Geek Salad episode 104, Rom Stoker's Chocula. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. And we have a special guest tonight. Third episode in a row, we have a lady present. Ooh. Catherine, welcome back. Hi. How Ooh. you doing? Good to see you guys again. Yeah, Ooh. good to see you too. Sorry your boyfriend couldn't make it tonight. I... Well, he's got an exciting new job in the morning, yeah, so that's, that's oh, nice. awesome. he needs a good night's sleep. Yes, also unable to join us this evening are uh, Jim for, I think, the... Yeah, this is the third Halloween show in a row. Jim has been unable to join us. Wow. Yeah, and uh, Mike C., who just was unable to join us as well for a second personal... Second Yes, second one. No, third one. Because, well, third... No, he didn't do... He hasn't done any of them since, uh, I think, our second one. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's been it's been a while since Mike's been able to join but us yeah, for one of them. Yeah, personal reference. Yeah, it's a personal issue, so... Um, We'll just leave it at that. So second in a row for Joe. My, it's my one year anniversary. That's right. That's right. Welcome to welcome back. Woo! So anyway, um, today's topic is it's our Halloween show, so we're gonna be talking all about vampires and pop culture. Whoa. I know, huh? And because course, you can't get enough vampires in pop culture. And you know, <laughs> when you think of about vampires in pop culture, you only think of well, one name. Edward's wife's chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> You look nothing like Bella. He's kind of got his ears. Oh, look. Cover your face with this. Oh, now I can see it. I want to suck your blood. I want to suck your blood. Let's hear you call Boris Karloff a cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, oh, God, do I love that movie. All right. So we have quite a bit to talk about. So um, we're going to just kind of, because there was no KKK. Chris didn't um, contribute to this one, probably because he's, I, I mean, he's not much of a horror guy. Eh, that's fair. And outside of a couple of 80s movies that he knew we were going to talk about. So um, let's just get started with some vampires in literature. Now, when we say literature, there's a whole bunch of stuff we're going to talk about that's based originally out, out of a book, you know, comic book series, something like that. But... These are the ones that really don't have a movie or TV tie-in with them. Right. Well, it's, it's kind of tough because most vampires are such that somebody makes a book about it, it's going to be written, it's going to be turned adapted into a movie. Or exactly. Or it's part of the checklist now. Okay. Exactly. You want to make a movie? Check. Is it based on a young adult novel? Check. Check. 
Is Can I give you money now? Check. Are they sparkly? <laughs> Check. Check. Yeah, we'll get into that. We have yes, to. I know. We, we do I know. have to. Um, so, uh, Catherine, you had a great one. Benicula. Benicula. I remember reading this one. I remember, yes, I remember it too. The misunderstood rabbit that everyone thought was a vampire. No, it was a vampire. It, it was, a, it, oh. was a, it was a vegetable vampire. It, oh. it, it drained all of the juices out of all the vegetables, turned them white, buried them in its... In its uh in its cage, and uh, to t- try to hide the evidence, and Chester the cat was tracking everything down, knew all about it. Um, one of my favorite scenes is when they he's read a book on vampires yeah. and knows that you have to stab it through the heart with a sharp stake, <laughs> and they go you know and and uh is like is that sharp steak sharp? I don't know. It's sirloin. <laughs> no, it's and well they, done. And they cover they cover the rabbit. With the steak, and Chester is pounding away at it when the family comes home. I'm amazed that it's not that the cat's name wasn't Persing or something like that, you know? No, no. <laughs> oh, no. Van, Van Persing. It's all it's all narrated by the dog, and I don't rem- I, because it's narrated by the dog. I don't remember the dog's name. <laughs> Dear human, <laughs> exactly. Dearest human, <laughs> Thomas Barker. Oh God! Oh, oh, oh. Mike. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, by the way, you will be hearing the, the sad Dracula cry a lot during this show. <laughs> Did we actually ever tell the actual story of this? No. Joe, alright, because this came up, I, I, it was one of these things that when we were discussing episode 100, Jim had declared he, he was going to talk about Bram Stoker's Dracula. And I told him what my interpretation of that was, was boo hoo 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 That's the entire movie, is just Dracula crying on the, you know, on the foot of his bed. Blood tears. And it, it took on a life of its own when we went to uh, Cooperstown. Yeah. So it was Jim, me, Mike C., and Joe, and we were driving onto the Mass Pike, and um, Jim asked me to do it, and I did, and then Jim almost swerved us off the road. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly killing us and making what would have been an awesome weekend into a... Uh, and a, a hellstorm of cannibalism, and, and that was and that was the running joke the entire weekend. Well, you see, I wasn't there, so if if these guys had died, I probably would have been. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what other uh, books, uh, vampire books that we talk about that aren't based on anything else, or or don't don't use anything else, oh, um, yeah. other other than some other vampire short stories by Stephen King that didn't get included in right right now you had one here uh children of the night by mercedes lackey right um she encounters several different kinds of vampires they have a i think it was a soul-sucking japanese vampire that's asexual and going to reproduce at some point and then a bunch of people that get turned in it's set in the 70s and these guys in a band get turned on to some drug that actually turns them into vampires okay and the main character is a witch who has to battle them and defeat them, and one of them is next boyfriend, and it's all <laughs> kinds of drama. I, I know. Um, it's I know, been a while since I've read it, but I liked it a lot. I know uh, Jonna, my girlfriend, wouldn't uh, would not let me live it down if I didn't mention um, the Black Dagger Brotherhood. Okay. I think the romance romance novels with vampires in them, like that's about the limit of what I know about them. Okay. I don't. It, I mean, this is just me making a, a big admission here. I don't read a lot of fiction. Uh, I just don't read a lot of fiction, so I'm completely out of my league in yeah, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Andy on this. I, mean, I read a lot on. of biographies. If you want to know anything about, like, 
backstage of wrestling promotions. I could tell you everything. I've read a ton of books on that. <laughs> and by the way, the 10th anniversary of Death, Death of WCW is now available for download on Kindle. Chill. Buy it now. Um, That's your one chill there, Andy. Yeah, you're, so, done, you're done. So I, I, I will say that I don't think... Um, I've read the original Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yep. I don't think any movie has been a good enough. No, there is no, there is no true adaptation no, of that movie. Every every single one of them has put in this like romance between Mina Harker and Dracula. Well, that the never first, no, not the first one, but let's just put that off, okay? Because I think we definitely have to talk about the book when we talk about the the two big movies. Okay, fair enough. All right. Fair enough. So, um, let's move on to TV then. All right. Um, let's just see if there's anything we left off the main list here. Uh, Joe. Yes. The Strain. The Strain. I love The Strain. It's uh, it's based on a novel. It's um, you know, uh, written by Chuck Hogan. Uh, but Guillermo del Toro is one of the uh, creative forces behind it, and I love it because after a decade of Twilight-inspired sparkly bullshit, <laughs> um, The Strain basically made vampires scary again. Um, the TV show. Now, I haven't. I I just started reading the book. I just got it off of uh, Amazon. I got it on a Kindle, so I just started reading it. But so far, the TV show has done a pretty good job of adapting the book. Um, I mean, it's a good show. I recommend it for anybody. The only problem is, I was highly disappointed with their, with the, um, their interpretation of the the master, who's the main vampire. All right. He was very cheesy. You could tell it was made on a TV budget. <laughs> That's sure. it. That sucks. In this day and age, too, it does yeah. suck when it's like, well, you, what do you want? It's TV. Well, Fuck for, off. <laughs> for, most, for most of the show, up, up until they did his big reveal, they, he was just this like seven-foot hooded figure with these just nasty claws, and that's all you really saw of him. You know, they kept a lot of mystery behind it. But once they, they actually showed it, they took a, the hood off and showed him, I was like, oh my god, he's a Muppet. Oh, no. <laughs> But Did he have, like, ping-pong balls for eyes on the top of his head? No, they were red ping-pong balls, but no, they were just, <laughs> it was disappointing. But the, the concept behind it's great. They treated vampirism more as, like, a disease, a spread, you know, a spreading yeah. disease that, you know, and it takes a lot of the sexuality out of it because, you know, the vampires are asexual. Yeah. And when you get turned into a vampire, basically all your junk falls off. Okay. So the only way they reproduce is by basically spreading the, the virus. So, oh, okay. That's why it's called the right. and stuff like that. So it's pretty good. I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's one of those things that if there were enough hours in the day, I probably would watch it. But mm. Well, we can't forget the, one of the first vampires ever to appear on TV, the Monsters. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yep. Lily Munster. And Grandpa Munster. And Grandpa, Grandpa Munster. Mm-hmm. you got to give Al Lewis all the credit in the world because he rode that thing to his grave. Yes, he oh, did. Yeah. Yes, he would he show did. up. I watched this, and this was about 10 years ago. I watched this documentary on porn legend Ron Jeremy, and Grandpa Munster is like standing right next to him, and he's <laughs> he's still got the cape on. He's got no teeth anymore. He's just he's chewing at his gums. <laughs> but he's hanging out there with all these topless women at like a best boobs contest he tried to, he tried to <laughs> run for senate under the name grandpa, grandpa monster yeah. yeah i remember that oh god yes <laughs> lily Munster. lily Munster. You, you never saw her like leave the house at all during yeah. you know to, to feast on the blood of the living or mm-hmm. uh 
All right. So, um, what about Dark Shadows? Dark Shadows. I, I never personally watched that. I, uh, no. I, I, I watched it. I watched it when they were running it on Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I've seen a couple episodes. It's always, you know, I, I haven't watched any of it either, but it's always struck me as being like very melodramatic, like soap it, opera it was, vampires. Exactly. It was a soap opera. It was ah. run as a soap opera. It was completely. Five years too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know very, that. It was very popular in the early '70s when oh, it first yeah, came it was, out, but. Yeah, I watched. I watched it for a while. Uh, mostly the color episodes, and it was definitely a soap opera with yeah. vampires and werewolves and witches and things. And all the things that go bump in the night. <laughs> um, yeah, I, did, I mean, you guys have seen the movie, right? No. I, no. A lot no. of people A lot of people were upset over that movie. Why? On the whole, it, it wasn't... Terrible. On the whole, it wasn't bad, but the thing is, and this is, you know, not I'm not trying to, like, lapse into our movie section yet, but for the most part, if Tim Burton... Uh, tries to recreate something that somebody loves, no matter how bad original said original source is, people will be pissed off and upset. Well, I, as long I, he makes hey, it their movie. His, as long as he makes it his movie, yeah. Don't forget, Alice in Wonderland made a billion dollars. Yeah, I know. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, so did Adam Sandler's movie. So yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. No, well, not this last one. Oh no, that made eight, eighteen days, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. All right, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, another TV shows. Well. I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about this uh, this top classic, Baywatch Nights, <laughs> when the Hoff wasn't wasn't watching the uh, the oceans of whatever the hell coastal city he was the the uh, the lifeguard of. He actually had like a supernatural detective agency, that and ran, they fought vampires. That ran for all of what six weeks. I believe our show we've been recording for twelve minutes has lasted longer than can I bring up one? Yeah, sure. Forever Night. Forever Night. Why? Oh god, that was wow. another. Was that like another one of those like USA that is, cable? Well, was, yeah, that is mean, a deep cut. Yeah, cable mean, classics with a K. But I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it a lot actually. No, that, that's the one where the guy actually had like he was like a detective or something like that. Right, and he was he, trying to find a cure yes. for his vamp- vampirism. And he'd have like stores of blood. Yeah, 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 yeah stores and, of, and like yeah, uh, his his men, his like create his sire. Was this like uh, this jockey that would occasionally come into his life and try to either help him or hurt or can't handle him, depending on which yeah on which episode? But I I thought it was fantastically uh-huh. done. Um, another one, Buffy the Vampire Slayer yep. and Angel. No, 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 that's good. That could be pivotal. Thank you guys. Well, well then you're gonna need some. Way ahead of you. We have time. Yes, if you have it. Oh, okay, I'll grab some weapons too. I'm looking for something in a broadsword. Don't be swinging that thing near me. Hey, I happen to be... A glorified bricklayer? I'm also a swell bowler. And they yeah, they kind of go together. Um, truth be told, I was never a big Buffy fan. I was for a very long time, and then I decided I couldn't stand Sarah Michelle Gellar anymore. <laughs> oh, I, I still love that show. I, but, it was, it was, but it was good. It was, it was really... A good show. Yeah, it was a very good show. Very well done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just I just couldn't get into it. I mean, from the from the onset, it just see, there's something about Sarah Michelle Gellar that bugs me because she's got a duck face. Um, I always hated the way she put her hands on her hips like here. Oh yeah, it's no, seriously, really weird. she was like deep in those. I remember that. Yeah, she like, that it's like she trying to make herself thinner, and then she had this weird way of pushing her hair back where she didn't actually touch it, so she didn't ruin what the hairstylist had done. Oh. Yeah, but everybody else on that show was great, like Allison Hanny and Seth Green, yeah. Anthony Anthony Head. Oh, Anthony Stewart Head. 
He was only Anthony. <laughs> he was only Anthony Stewart Head in America because of the way they do things in SAG. Yeah. Oh. Back back in England, he's just Anthony Head. Yeah. Um, Angel, anyone have any thoughts that? It got darker than Buffy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Very much, very much so. In yeah. fact, hell, they killed off like one of the main cast members uh, early on in the second season. Well, they killed off. Well, they killed off um, the Irish guy yeah, in, no, halfway no, through the first season. Oh, I thought no. It was half. It was halfway through the first season, oh, okay. and uh, gave his powers to to Cordelia, yeah. um, who they then killed off in the last was, season. And he was and uh, on the commentary track, Joss Whedon is like, you know, I thought about putting um, Jesse, the guy that dies in the first episode of Buffy, yeah. in the opening credits for that just one episode. And given how badly things went for me when I killed off that character <laughs> in Angel, I'm so glad I didn't do that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, what about True Blood? I like True Blood. I've watched I every episode. I don't, I, don't mind, I don't mind True Blood. Diane, well, Diane loved the Suki Stackhouse books. Yeah. She's read all of them so far. So she enjoys True Blood. Well, and, I mean, I've, I've watched a couple episodes. I, I The TV show really do, did deviate from those books, oh, though, from everything time, I'm to time. understand. I haven't read any of them yet. I, but. I, I probably would have loved the show a whole lot more if they killed off Tara in the first season. I love Tara. No, you I, told me this to me before. She and bugged the hell out of me. I, oh, I loved her time. because, yeah, well, apart from the fact you need a sassy black uh, sidekick, and they had two <laughs> in that. They had, um, oh, God, what's his name? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, shit. The this just, gay guy. I will, yeah. oh. I, will, I, will say, I will say this about True Blood. I mean, thank God it's on HBO. Because Lafayette. Lafayette. I like him a lot more than I like Tara. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they take the whole vampire sexuality thing to, like, pornographic Oh, yeah, that's, that's like, unlike The Strain, where their junk falls off. Oh, this yeah. is, like, all this they is... do. This is, like, recreation for them. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. But how do they finish? Because you think of it, they, you know, they have, they produce no bodily fluids whatsoever, and they essentially are just bags of blood. I don't. I never really gave this once when we were playing Vampire the Masquerade, and someone declared that you have to split a, spend a blood point in order to get hard. And okay, well, all right, well then, moving on. Um, actually, speaking of Vampire the Masquerade, there was a short. It like ran for like six. Vampire Kindred the Embraced. embraced. I remember watching oh, God. that show. All right. was, they only had seven of the clans, and it was terrible. It, I called it Kindred 90210. It wasn't that good, no. But oh, man. It, I do remember watching it. Oh, <laughs> I, why? Why did you watch it? I, why? Curiosity. Yeah. No. You know? It only ran for like seven episodes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, what I liked about True Blood was it they had a lot of interesting side characters because the main characters were not interesting at all. Sookie well, Stackhouse was not an interesting well, the, character. The thing I liked most about it was the fact that you get to see... Um, and a pack of boobs. Yeah. yeah that's, oh, oh, yeah. Rogue boobs. Even if I can get oh, over, yeah. if I can get over the, the gap in her teeth. <laughs> but I gotta tell you, that last season was so bad. I, I actually haven't seen the last We were so... We, we, I rushed home from, like, a... We had that softball game, like that district oh, softball yeah, I game. Going. I rushed home from that to catch the, the finale, and we're like, oh, this is going to be great. It was fucking awful. Uh, I, I will say this. I find the, I do find the whole premise kind of fascinating that, you know, vampires and all these supernatural beings are out in the open and interacting with yeah. the real world and seeing how humans actually have to deal with it. Well, I think like they that. did a good job developing their mythology, which yeah. is something yeah. a There's... lot of vampire, especially with TV, a lot of vampire shows are not good at. It's well, like the you need to develop and you need to stick to your guns. Yeah. Well, the problem with a lot of everything. The thing with a lot of vampire shows is they they you have to keep the vampires in the background. Yeah. You know, you, but like like said like True Blood, it's out in the open, it's all part of the real world, so you you know they came out. You came out with yeah. it, you got you you know you know how humans are dealing with it. 
Yeah. You were going to say something? Sorry. Nope. Oh, okay. Um, I read a couple of the, the Sookie Stackhouse books. I haven't seen the show yet. Oh. But I know that the show is supposed to be different enough that I will eventually get to it. Yeah. Um, Eric and Pam are the greatest vampires I think that have ever graced television. Are you fatigued? Plagued by veins and uncontrollable cravings? Do you fear the true death? Hi. My name is Eric Northman. I'm a thousand-year-old vampire and president and CEO of New Blood. Not too long ago, though, I was just like you. Sick, despondent, waiting to die. But that's when Ms. DeBofer here tracked me down and found me in an abandoned wine cellar in the south of France. Pamela. When I found Mr. Northman, I barely recognized him. He was no longer the invincible Viking vampire god who turned me over a hundred years ago. He'd given up. But I hadn't. Because I had a hunch there was a cure out there contained within the body of Sarah Newland. And really, they not, not only do they need their own spinoff, they need to travel back through time <laughs> and just have adventures. Like, they could take the TARDIS and continue to... <laughs> they continue no. to drain the Doctor as, you know, no, as his, no, as no, his no, companions. Please. You can't do the TARDIS. <laughs> I know. The Doctor already took on vampires. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I would pay good money to see um, Eric and Pam in a DeLorean. Oh, that would be awesome, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, seriously, they were even in, in that shitty, shitty, shitty uh, finale, they were the best things in it. They, they usually were, are. They usually are. Um, Sosgard, I can't remember which, which oh, Sosgard he is. Al is it Alex? Alex. Alex, Alex, Alex Sarsgaard. Uh, <laughs> pirate, the pirates love to say their names. Yeah, no, but I think he's, uh, he's a very underrated actor. Uh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Do you know he was in Zoolander? Yes. No, I didn't. He was one of I've the um, the models. Either. Yeah, that's right. You don't like Ben Stiller. No, I don't. Uh, he was one of the models <laughs> that had the gasoline fight. Yep. You're looking at me like I've seen Zoo No, I've seen Zoo I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen <laughs> I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. It was one of the fun, seriously, it's one of the stupid yeah. funniest scenes I've ever seen in my life. But moving on, um, I only have one show left, left to list on here. Uh, the Vampire Diaries. Anyone seen it? No. I see commercials I see, when I'm watching uh, well, The Supernatural. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, well it's watch, a show on the CW, so it's not right. like they're ever going to cancel it. Well, no. I, well, 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 it's, it's one the, of the few holdouts well, after WB. No, I'm watching Flash The Flash Arrow. and the Arrow, they have commercials from Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries and Supernatural have been running since they were on the WB. Right. And The Flash had the highest rating since The Vampire Diaries. Thank really? You. Yes. Interesting. Actually, there's uh, one more show I, I can think of. Yeah. Being Human. Oh, that is such a... Yeah, I didn't mention that. I've only seen the American version. Yeah. The, the original BBC version I is tried, so good. I oh tried watching it, and I was like... Eh. But I, I also I do like the sci-fi version because they have, uh, Sam Witwer plays the vampire. Sam, yeah. yeah, Sam Witwer. Yeah, Sam, Sam Witwer, and he was Doomsday on, on uh, Smallville. And yes, he was, he was uh, Starkiller in uh, The Force Unleashed. Yes, really? Was. Yep, and okay. he, was, um, he was Darth Maul in The Clone Wars. Really? Yep. Ooh. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. Huh. What? He was Darth Maul in the Clone Wars, the TV. Oh, the oh, 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 the voice. Okay. I was I was Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's good. He was also he's... on he was on tabletop. He was in the, the, the tabletop role playing game. But no, he he, was, did, he, su cool. he did he he did cool. such a good job as the vampire and that show I, I just love the I can't, of that Oh my show. goodness, I can't I, I can't wait to find out what happens next. Yeah, um, being human. <laughs> basically uh, a vampire, a werewolf and a ghost all become roommates. In Bo well, in the, yeah, the sci-fi one, it's in Boston and 
takes place in Boston. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the, BBC the, 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 the werewolf and the vampire work together at a hospital, <laughs> and they know each other, and then they, they decide, you know, let's get a house where we can just be ourselves and not have to worry about hiding too much, and it turns out that there's a ghost there. Yeah. They and can both see him because they're... Because, because they're, they're supernatural beings. Supernatural yeah. beings and she's right. so happy that somebody can see her, and... In the BBC one, she gets taken away by a... Uh, it's purgatory. Yeah, it gets a lot darker. Darker. In the BBC, the BBC one. one is very dark. Oh, she's yeah. no. He she, took, he the, the werewolf turns in, uh, his girlfriend into a werewolf. Yep. Yeah. Have you have you kept oh, up with the sci-fi version? Not since the last season, no. Yep, werewolf no. turned his girlfriend into a into a werewolf. Yeah, I saw that. She got um, uh, the ghost sends herself into purgatory because yeah. she turns out that she'd been sending other people to purgatory, and so she goes in to try to rescue them all. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's I mean, vampires, and you also have uh, Mark Pellegrino was the sire of Sam Whitworth's character. Right, yeah. huh. And he was Jacob on Lost. So, Which one's Jacob? The mysterious one that lived out in the woods that they talked about forever. Oh, that's right, the blind dude. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. Okay, good. Finally. All right, I remember that. Um, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of other TV things that anybody really mentioned. This is going to lean very heavily into movies. Well, I mean... Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, movies really adapt themselves very well to vampire. Well, not only that, but, you, you know, as... to keep up the mythology and explain right, exactly. everything. Yeah. Right, You know. So, all right, well, let's start with um, the very first vampire movie ever made, Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Just, uh, just rewatch that one. Uh, was technically, that? there was like a silent movie in 1909. Really? Yeah. Hold on, let me try and find this thing here. That was Nosferatu. Nosferatu was a silent movie. No, no, yeah. no, this was before Nosferatu. It was called Vampire of the Coast. First silent vampire film. Vampire of the Coast. <laughs> hey, that's Wikipedia not... will not lie, all right? <laughs> that's, that's right. No way. It's, it's, it's truthiness everywhere. I'm getting my nice tan right now. Now I go to suck <laughs> your blood. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, Nosferatu. Yeah. Nosferatu, I remember seeing this in film class and just being so blown away. This movie essentially is shadows with a little bit of light every once in a while. It mm -hmm. is oh, yeah. so well filmed. It's so creepy and it's so. I think a teenager the, who was weaned on Twilight, their head would explode if they actually <laughs> well, saw. And the, and the fact that it's silent. Yeah. You know, it just, it just adds to the tension and, and the fear. It's I mean, like, the, and plus the fact that it was. I mean, when it was first made, it was so close to the Bram Stoker's Dracula mm -hmm. that the. that. Bram Stoker's estate sued them, yeah. won, and all about like five copies were destroyed, and it was only recently discovered. Yeah. Right. Now, have you guys seen the uh, Shadow of the Vampire? The Shadow of the Vampire. Yes. Yeah. I right. saw I that once. That. I want to see that one though. That is Willem, really Willem, scary. Willem Dafoe is so effed up in this. Like, that last. Ugh. That last scene. I don't. I don't remember it. I saw it in the movie theater. Uh oh. Don't tell me. All right. Oh, no spoilers. I saw it in the movie theater. Jim. Jim owns a copy. Jim loved that movie. You have to. Oh my well, god! If, you, if you've watched you know Nosferatu and you haven't seen Shadow of the Vampire, you have to watch well, it. And I've seen, once, well, I've seen then, the movie. I just then, don't remember to... that last scene. Oh my god! Oh, all right. Well, it is streaming on Netflix. So worst case oh scenario, I'll yes. just blast through the end of it. Yep. Oh. Uh, that, that's, okay. That's the, that's the part I remember best. And it's like, oh my god. <laughs> all right. So everyone who's got Netflix subscriptions, just just. Blasted like the last fifteen minutes of the movie, <laughs> or Amazon Prime, like me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we all can't have our Amazon Prime accounts, Joseph. Yeah, some of us have Netflix streaming and a Chromecast on their TV. Uh, yeah, so me throw too. Throw it up from the tablet. <laughs> yeah, some of us are stealing from Showbox. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, 
All right. Well, let's talk about the biggie. Todd Browning's Dracula, starring Bella Lugosi. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi. Um, it, you know, the thing about uh, Bela Lugosi's Dracula is like, you kind of, you kind of takes away. I'm not as scared of Bela Lugosi's Dracula as I am of like the Nosferatu. Yeah. Max Shrek. But a lot of a lot of the the I mean, it was so well done. It was well a, done. A lot, a lot of the impersonations of vampires that they put in that. Are now part of vampire folklore. Right. No. Yeah. But just just as a whole, I mean, you know, you got a vampire who's coming, you know, dressed dressed in a tux. Yeah. You know, very formal attire. It's like. But that's the archetype, though. That right. is completely what people that, that think of. When you think about Dracula, that's how you think of him. You think yeah. of him in that sleek black cape with the slick back black hair. See, the, the thing is, the thick I, Hungarian accent. I didn't see, I didn't see uh, Bela Lugosi's Dracula until late in life. I okay. saw the first uh, vampire movie that I remember watching was Salem's Lot. Oh, when God. When I was like eight, nine years old. And then Return to Salem's Lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that that interpretation of a vampire... Well, that was really, more along the line with like uh, Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mr. Barlow was more of that it was, monster. Kind of, yeah, monster was kind it of deformed. Yeah, you know, like oh my god, this thing's a monster type of I, thing. I was I've been listening to the audiobook again to familiarize myself with it, and it's got an introduction by Stephen King, and he says that it was based on you know he read Dracula when he was a kid, mm-hmm. and he also read all of these comic books with vampires that tore people apart and had them hoisted up from the ceiling with spigots in their necks. <laughs> um, and just generally, you know, gross 70s vampires. And he, well, I mean, he it, wanted to see a merging of the two. What's the, the Marvel vampire? The vampire uh, Lord of the Vampires. No, Mor- uh, Morbius. Morbius. I mean, Morbius is not, he's not a Bela, he doesn't look like Bela Lugosi. He, no. he looks more like the monster vampire yeah. that you think of. He or, looks like zombie vampire. Or Man Bat from uh, D- in DC Comics. Yeah. Man bad. How do I walk around with these gigantic wings, wings under my arms? <laughs> One of my most ridiculous comics that I have in my collection is What If Wolverine Was Lord of the Vampires During Inferno? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one, actually. That was during the point when What If just gave up. <laughs> was, but, that, was that around the time that they did What If Howard the Duck was... Like, I, I don't <laughs> but, but, oh, jeez. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, they did, uh, but they had, I remember when they had the vampires and, and the X-Men face them, going yeah. back to, quote, literature, unquote. Yeah. And it was, you know, you can't just throw a cross at them, you actually have to believe in whatever it was, so Kitty Pride's uh, star of David yeah. right. scared him off. Yeah. Whereas Wolverine's like, you believe in nothing, I can eat you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah actually, that was interesting, because I was like, the 1982 X-Men annual had them almost get beaten by Dracula, the, you know, Marvel Dracula. Right. Yeah. Um, it was it, it was genuinely frightening to read because there was a lot of mm-hmm. shit going on. Storm was possessed. Kitty Pride had been kind of taken as a vampire bride, and um, there was like a relative of Van Helsing's who ended up becoming a vampire, and Wolverine had to kill her. Oh wow! So yeah, it was it was a very interesting interesting story. But yeah, getting back to Lugosi, um. Uh, about 15 years ago, they re-released the movie on, on video cassette. Um, 
completely rescored by Philip Glass. Oh, and I, I gotta say, it was actually very interesting. The music really, really helped it because for the most part, those old black and white movies that didn't have an underscore on them, usually right. all you heard was like that pop, like that right. that film yeah. pop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If there was a, if there was any silence going on, and everybody sounded like they were being like all their audio was being recorded in a uh, an echo chamber somewhere. Probably was. Yeah, probably was. <laughs> You know, they all had to get out. You know, get get out quick before the laudanum store closed up. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just you know, it's a great movie. I think as as far as classic Hollywood um, horror goes, it, it's best. definitely this is the best one that they've made. Yeah, and in, in, in an interesting way, I mean, it really kind of brought the sexualization of vampires into the mainstream. Mm. Yeah, go get your list, Catherine. <laughs> yeah, I, I studied this, and oh my but, god, it's all about homosexuality and the sexualizing of everybody. But when you think about it, when, you know, when Bela Lugosi's Dracula, in a lot of the scenes, he's coming up unsuspecting to these virginal blonde women. Yeah. You know, who are unaware of his presence, and he's basically taking advantage of them. Yeah. You know, it's like, and you think this is what, the 1930s? Much is how he lived, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But of course, yeah. And he did not get along with Boris Karloff either. So. Well, actually, no. We were but, just having a discussion yeah, before you came over he here. No, actually, that was um, that was made that was enhanced for dramatic purposes. Oh, really? Ed Wood. Yeah, they did not like each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were always up for the same roles because they were both horror kings. Yeah. And that's that's kind so of. So it was just like, it's just friendly competition. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. They knew about each other. It was just like it was just a job. For them. Never called him a cocksucker. In other words. I'm so let down. Yeah. So yeah, what was some of the sexualization you were saying about like blood is? Oh yeah, I have I have a note that says blood, semen, and milk are metaphorically interchangeable. <laughs> so and then the staking of milk from his from her neck. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mina Mina kneels before Dracula, drinking from his chest like a baby sucking milk from its mother. Okay. All right. And um, and then there's the. Uh, the transfusions for Lucy, where each yeah. of them gives their blood into her, ah. and it becomes this bigamy thing, and it also bonds the men together because they're all trying to keep her alive. Yep. Nothing. Nothing bonds men together like a gangbang. Yeah. <laughs> or a knee deep in a squealing pig. All right. Private joke there. Yeah. So moving on, the next the next film on our list here is the Fearless Vampire Killers from like 1967. It was Roman Polanski. And I think I'm the only one here who's actually seen this movie. Yeah. yeah. I got to tell you, there is one scene in particular I want to talk about. The um, the vampire killers have infiltrated this castle full of vampires, and they're trying to escape, and they think they found the room that they can escape into. And they open it up, and it's this ball that is going on, and all the action stops, and all these people stop dancing and stare and look at them. Then they turn the camera 180, to show that they were standing in front of a mirror the entire time, and there's nothing behind them. That's kind of cool. That is one of the most impressive feats I've ever seen in a movie. It also had Sharon Tate before she was killed by Charles Manson, so that's... Yeah. But it, wow. it, it's, it's a very interesting movie, because it's very it's very lighthearted at first and gets darker as progressively as it goes. Yeah. So, just had to say a little bit about that. Next up, Blackula, fools. 
that also featured the first gay vampires. Oh, it did? Yeah. Did it really? I didn't. Well, it's the first black vampire. Why not the first gay yeah, vampire? First, the first two the gay male vampires in, in film history. And it was done in the early 70s, so I'm sure it was handled with the, the exact tact and uh, sensitivity needed for... Stop it. I will bite your neck. Oh, God. Oh, oh my God. What time does the sun come up in San Francisco? Oh, dear. Mm. <laughs> Get me to a bathhouse. That. All right. Yeah. Uh, do you know, do you know that the guy who played Black Hill was also the king of cartoons for Pee Wee's Playhouse? I didn't know that. I did not know that. Now you do. And knowing wow. you have to battle. G.I. Joe. <laughs> and beating the shit out of Cobra is the other half. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I've actually never seen uh, Blackula before. Me but I did see this great thing on SNL. It's like the only time I've ever seen Sinbad be funny. <laughs> was when he hosted SNL, and this is right around the time that Bram Stoker's Dracula came out. So they had Bram Stoker's Blackula, and he comes out, and he actually has like the two, like the two bumps, but they are you know complete Afro puff bumps, <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps referring to himself as Dracul. <laughs> <laughs> and then he and, and Chris Rock, who I think was playing Jonathan Harker, get into like a karate fight, <laughs> like Black Dynamite. Hey, seriously, it, it was just, it was hilarious. Dynamite, dynamite. Oh, God. Dynamite. So uh, let's move on to the Hammer Dracula series. Christopher Lee. Yeah, Christopher Mike, Lee. Mike sent us some stuff. Mike C sent us some stuff on this. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to watch it because. I was busy watching a, a, an 18-month-old today who only wanted to watch his uh, CGBs at the high. Computer-generated image bees. Cartoon. Never mind. Um, yeah. All I know with like, the, ho- the Hammer anything, any of the horror movies, is that they, are, they essentially are made for $10 on a ham sandwich. <laughs> they all star Christopher Lee and... Um, uh, almost all of them. Uh, almost, yeah. But it's Peter Cushing, right? Yeah, pretty much. And they are all, like, shot where all the action is shot super close up. Mm. Like, super, super, super close up. I, I will say, though, that um, their their use of colors in those are... Because, uh, I mean, the blood is bright red. It is bright red, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that actually it does make it very striking. I think I think those are actually the first ones where, where you actually have vampires with fangs. Really? Yeah. Like, they, that was the first one. Because Dracula... Uh, Bela Lugosi never had fangs. Really? It's it, interesting. No, Nosferatu had fangs. Yes. Well, oh, yes, he did. Yeah, this one, first one where they gave Dracula fangs. Oh, okay. We all know Nosferatu was about Dracula except for copyright infringement. Exactly. <laughs> it's the, uh, you know, it's it's um, Acula. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Acula. <laughs> yeah, they changed a couple names. Yeah. yeah. Um... All right, so moving on. Uh, what was that George Hamilton movie? Oh, oh God. Love at First Bite. Yeah. Did you ever see? You guys ever watch that? No. When I, I probably went, didn't. When I managed Sun Coast, I had a, I had a guy working for me who was obsessed with that movie. It was amazing too, because first of all, George Hamilton is playing a vampire, and George Hamilton is as dark as a Seminole Indian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, because he went in Panda like every fifty. Yeah, pretty much day. every fifty. That was like that was in his rider. Yeah, well, yeah. What I know about George Hamilton is him doing toasted Ritz commercials. Going, if I know anything, I know toasted. Yes. <laughs> At least he's got a sense of humor about it. Yeah. Um, it was just very much a seventies, you know, swinging the swinging vampire movie where you know it was very much about sex, but he couldn't have sex because vampires. 
So uh, moving on, another movie that is completely about vampire sex, uh, The Hunger. Never you ever see The Hunger? Yeah, David Bowie and, and Susan Sarandon, oh. right? And Catherine Deneuve. Mm-hmm. Oh, Catherine Deneuve. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. I, I think I saw that once long ago. Oh, my God. Seriously, it oh. is like the hottest vampire movie I have ever seen. Oh, God, yeah. It is. Well, I mean, it, well, first of all, David Bowie's born to play a vampire, first of all. No, oh, yeah. But, you know, you're, you're talking about Catherine Deneuve, Susan Sarandon, girl-on-girl action. <laughs> that was back when Susan Hinton was still really, really attractive. Actually, you know what? I think she's aging backwards. I think she's more attractive now than she was in the 80s. Like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I haven't seen Gina Davis in a while. I don't know if she's doing the same thing or not. But, uh, but yeah, no, seriously, this movie no, was... The most attractive woman I know of is Helen Mirren. Okay. Yeah, I'll still go oh, with that. Yeah, well. yeah. But, um, I mean, this movie was so... Interesting, because they never really needed to delve into the vampire lore or what their mythology was. No, but... Just that something weird was happening and David Bowie just aged rapidly. Right. And no matter what he did, he couldn't stop the aging. Right. Um, And then that just kind of left Catherine Deneuve and uh, Susan Sarandon to go do stuff. And, uh, <laughs> Quote, unquote. It's also the, it was also the movie that introduced uh, the song Bella Lugosi's Dead from Bauhaus to... No, I'm being dead serious. It's I, a, I'm not down to any of these. It opens up the first ten minutes of that movie, because that song is ten minutes long. Um, <laughs> it, it opens the movie, and it's played throughout, because they start at a club, they pick up a couple of people, and then drain them dry. <laughs> so, next time that you and your, your significant other are out somewhere, and another couple has say, hey, let's swing, they're probably vampires. <laughs> Good use of information. I'm glad. Yeah, okay, I'll just, just, just give you the heads up. I'll okay. keep that in the back of my mind. Andy. All right, good, good. All right, so uh, we already talked about Salem's Lot. Anything else you want to bring up about that? I know it, ah, that, Jim you know loves Salem's Lot. I, I mean, when I watched it later on, when I was old, a little older and more able to handle yeah. the situations going on, it was a good. It's a good movie. I really enjoyed it. When I was eight and I watched it, that traumatized me. Oh, that was. Oh my. God. You know, I've never seen it. I don't. I might have seen the movie once, but I've read the book. Oh, okay. I think I've, I think I've seen bits and pieces of it. And the, the <laughs> book, just, the book follows the epistolary style of Dracula. I I remember watching the movie, and I went to bed with a cross for like a oh, week, Jesus. for like two weeks after that. So that was your movie, like your kid traumatizing movie. That was the movie that mine. Did mine was me Poltergeist. In. Mine was uh, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. See, I, oh I, my. God, I had the worst nightmare after seeing about that. About the earbuds? Well, my my parents were like, oh, don't worry about it. They're just puppets. So I go to bed and have this nightmare where Grover is the one <laughs> wiggling around the tank and little baby Grovers get put in their ears. <laughs> that actually is probably true. He tasks me! He tasks me! That's my answer! But then the... calls the baby growers back out of their ears and everyone's okay. <laughs> so it was actually kind of healing. <laughs> this is City Alpha 6! <laughs> I have broken his freaking brain. Oh god, you broke us. You broke us. <laughs> Oh, 
All right, everybody, take a break. Oh. I think we should intermission this. Oh, <laughs> Time to take a break to cool down. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jim Henson's right about. <laughs> hey, Vincent Price was excellent on the Muppet Show. He and, was. And and he was he would also done a lot of vampire stuff. Yeah, he did. He, yes, he did. exactly. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna bring up for movies. You, you, I, I haven't seen Omega Man, but I did see Vincent Price in The Last Man on Earth, and I did see I Am Legend. Oh, okay. That's right, I was going to say that's a... Uh, that was a Will Smith. Uh, and I, there was a number of Lion Legends, so. though. Yeah, well, no, the, the, the first one... Lion Legend was the name of the short story, of the story, I think. Yeah. And then I, uh, the Will Smith I Am Legend was yeah. the one I saw. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it was all Back when he was the last man left on Earth. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, him and his kid. Seriously, I wouldn't be surprised 30 years from now if, if there's a tell-all about what an awful dad Will Smith was. <laughs> But, uh, all right, so moving on. Oh, this comedy classic, Once Bitten. Oh, I saw that. that was, that was I one saw of the first that on. Movies I ever saw. Yeah, that was, that was up there. Yeah, I saw that on, on cable way back in the day. Yeah. That's another yeah. one I've never actually seen. It's funny. It's, no, it's well, not. Part of it, well, part of it is. <laughs> I, it's got moments. I mean, it's, it's, it's a typical kind of Friday night. Movie, cha- but it's, movie channel, but it stars Jim Carrey yeah. before Bef- in Living Color. Right, yeah. right, and that's the the issue now is that I have no need to see it because I I could care less for Jim Carrey now. <laughs> Had I caught it during that window where I thought he was really really funny, then it might be a completely different story. Was that the it's time a, when he was in, in Living Color? It's no, the, it's, the, it's sometimes he's funny and sometimes he's, it's like it's, you know it's the movie you watch before on Cinemax while you're waiting for Friday Night After Dark. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> What, with Sylvia Christel's Vampires? Hey. Oh, there you go. Hey. All right. Um, yeah, I guess we're moving on then. <laughs> to another cable classic, Fright Night. Oh, yeah. I, I remember, I, I had borrowed a movie from Jim. His dad used to tape movies off of HBO all the time. And he put three to a tape, because that's what you did back then. Because you'd yeah. be a fool oh, yeah. oh, to yeah. record it on the better on quality the oh, no, Yeah. No, no, no. EP no, no. all the way. EP, yeah. <laughs> So it was always it was always on there, and I started watching it. Like I don't remember what the movie was that I borrowed from him, but yeah, Fright Night would come on, and I would watch it, and it was such a cool, a really cool take on on vampire was, lore. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that you know there was this guy that used to play a vampire killer in, in you know hundred movies, yeah. and now it's just a washed up guy on local TV. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting story though. I was listening to this podcast, Junk Food Cinema. <laughs> And they were talking about they had a, they were talking about vampire movies from the eighties, and um, they were talking about Fright Night. And you know the, the character Evil Ed, yeah, yeah, you know like uh, William Ragsdale's uh, little toady guy who ends up being turned into a vampire. Yeah, interesting what happened to him in real life. What happened? Made, uh, became a lucrative uh, had a lucrative career in gay male porn. Really, I've heard that actually. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Now, when you go back and watch Fright Night, it probably uh, won't surprise you. No, it will not. It's <laughs> kind of like um, the kid from Adventures in Babysitting. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, he's totally gay. How did I not see that? Because <laughs> oh, he was in Rent. And uh, Amanda Bierce was in that one as well. 
Oh, that's right. She was in. The, oh my god, I forgot. All she's about a lesbian that. as well. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But um, yeah, I remember. It was like the first time I ever saw Chris Sarandon. I didn't know who Chris Sarandon was, and then like the following year, I saw The Princess Bride. So. Right. Yeah. But yeah, voice of Jack Skellington was a vampire, and a very yeah. a damn good one too. Yeah. He was very creepy. That was like the first time I'd ever I had ever heard the thing that you have to have faith behind mm. the cross, otherwise it's just it's just a useless relic. Yeah, right. And then the remake, uh, he was played by Colin Colin, Colin for, Farrell. A uh, Colin Farrell, yeah. And I thought I heard it was really good. I yeah. heard it was better than the other yeah. slew of shitty remakes that they've done in the last couple and of years. David played the, uh, yes. the vampire. The yeah, killer. he played the uh, Roddy McDowell part. Yep. yep. So yeah, I. I'm gonna have to go back and watch this. This was one that's also on Netflix streaming. I, I, I saw I saw the remake of Fright Night and I watched it. I will be honest. I was I'm a Doctor Who fan. David Tennant's my second favorite Doctor and shirtless David Tennant in leather pants. That's why I watched it. <laughs> okay, well, I, 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 yeah, well, we'll, we'll give you that one. All right, point Catherine. <laughs> Yeah, we're two straight guys, yeah. but we will agree. We will. We And speaking of hot things, we were going to talk about Van Helsing and also Underworld. Okay. Talking about hot people in, in sexy leather bodices. Oh, dude. Underworld. Oof. That scene uh, in Underworld 2, that is as close to softcore por- soft soft porn, porn as, is. As, I've ever, as I've ever seen. Actually, interestingly enough, everything wrong with just did Underworld 2 <laughs> uh, this week. The problem... Underworld, just the whole Underworld franchise had such good potential to be, you know. Yeah. Their myth, I love their mythology, and they had a good potential to be a good movie series. Why do vampires need fucking guns? Because white because wolves. Because oh, they, they're, they're stealing that off from white wolves. Vampires are exactly. werewolves. Vampires yeah. having all the not guns o- all the time. That's all white wolf. Not only are you the undead, but you're freaking a badass with a forty-five <laughs> Magnum. I mean, come on. There and it's Kate Beckinsale. Um, except for except for the third movie where it was an actress that looked a hell of a lot like her. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, wasn't that like a flashback or a prologue? Yeah, that was that was that was, was the prequel. That was how that was how the uh, the lycanthrope vampire war started. Yeah, yeah. I, I never bothered with that one. Now, what about Van Helsing? Because I tried watching Van oh. Bullshit and I thought it was just I couldn't get through a half hour of it. I saw it in theaters. And, oh God! And, and the uh, well, I'm gonna say that that machine gun crossbow was pretty awesome. Okay. <laughs> I, I, bought, I bought the DVD. Mainly because, and I, I actually still have it, mainly because when they... Um, when oh, I know I, what you're talking about. I know what you're talking I about. I bought a special edition that had the original Dracula, the original Frankenstein, and the original Were- uh, Wolfman. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was like a... Bu- actually, no, there's a more than that, too. I think there was like a, there was like five or six Universal Creature films on there. Those are the only thing I can remember. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, I can't... I, I have to admit, I like, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice... I mean, it wasn't movie. good. I, I, mean, it I wasn't... didn't... It wasn't good, but it was fun. It was a fun movie, right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, as long as I you like, turn your brain off. I like, Hugh, I, like yeah. Hugh ja- I like Hugh Jackman as an actor. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I thought he did a good job as a Van Helsing. It was back when the only, the only thing that was lucrative for him was Wolverine, though. That and, yeah, he had, he had again, been Wolverine in one movie, and they were like, here, you can do this. Yeah. And Kate Beckinsale, again. Yes. Yeah. Come that's on. amazing, too. She wasn't in a Len Wiseman movie for that one, because that seems like that's all she freaking does now, because she's married to the guy. It's like, anytime what? Paul W.S. Anderson does a movie, it's like, oh, okay, Jovovich is uh, starring in this one. Oh, I was right. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> there something about Tim Burton that does that? Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Contractually, yeah. yeah, he's married to uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. my friend. Touché. Yeah. All right, next on the list, The Lost Boys. Oh, the All Frog right. Brothers were right. Yeah. <laughs> 
How are those maggots? <laughs> maggots, Michael. You're eating maggots. How do they taste? <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> Sorry about that. No hard feelings, huh? This, um, I haven't watched this movie in a while, and I'm sure it's aged poorly. I, I mean, it's been a while, but I can picture it in my head. As long as you just remember, it was the '80s. Yeah, I mean, I I, I saw it in the movie theater. I I remember I saw it with uh with Moose. Okay. In the movie theaters up in Algonquin. <laughs> I mean, it was. I when we first saw it, I thought it was we when we first saw it, we I thought it was a good movie when it yeah. came out. But you're right. It it hasn't aged well, like you said. It's it's from the '80s. It's got all the '80s sensibilities. Yeah, to it. But, but, it, but it's also got all these people that still work. Do you know what? Oh, yeah. Right. That these these actors. The ones that are still alive still have jobs. True. Right. They're but, good. Do you know what's so important about this movie? This was the first starring role for Alex Winter. That's right, it was. Who oh, then went right. on yeah. to play Bill S. Preston Esquire. Oh, there we go, Mike. Mike's got his te- uh, Bill and Ted quote in for the night. <laughs> um, it's actually funny because we were, right before you guys came over, Autumn and I were watching the uh, Ken Burns Roosevelt's. And uh, Edward R. Herman is uh, doing the voice of, of FDR, because that's, like, all he's known for. Yeah. He played FDR and Annie. He played him on stage. He's done him a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, he's really good. Yeah. He is the head vampire in uh, The Lost Boys. That's oh. right, yeah. Yeah, and it's just weird hearing that and knowing when I'm going to be coming in here to talk about the guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, it was, you know, first of all, what I love about the movie... Oh, Roosevelt, that vampiric bastard. <laughs> exactly. Actually, there's a movie out there called J- uh, F- uh, FDR, American Badass, that looks like shit, but I might have to watch it. Anyway. <laughs> Apparently his wheelchair is loaded to the gills. Like a transformer. Yeah, but he, um, but the, the thing I love about the movie, first of all, the opening, just the music, that um, Cry Little Sister, Oh. and then it's just the, you know, California Bay at night. And it's just that's I I, just, I I don't know why something about like West Coast nighttime vampires is just it's just really cool and really really spooky. Well, they they did a good job too. They they weren't overt. You really right. didn't see the vampires until really like the ending scenes. Yeah, you, you saw. Well, there was that time when they were uh, you well, know the they case, busted but, up the part the kegger with all the uh, the skinheads dancing to uh, Aerosmith because that's but all you didn't they, see, they would have done. But they weren't explicit about it. You didn't see the vampires actually attacking. You know, it was all yeah, like it, fly. It, yeah. All you hear was the fluttering and everything else, was, which is pretty cool. And yeah, thanks. Oh, oh no, I'm agreeing. Oh, like, okay. Vampires fluttering and scary noises. Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> and also had that scene though where they, uh, where everyone's dancing to the the dude from uh, the t- Tina Turner saxophone guy oh. with the leather pa- the cut guy with the leather pants oh, and the saxophone. Sexy saxophone. Yes, exactly. Sergio. 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 Uh, I, th- I know that's, that's not the guy's real name, but I'm, I, I know, can't be bothered to look it up right now. <laughs> uh, seriously, it's a really good movie. And, you know, going back to junk food cinema, they were talking about how the 80s really made vampires um, evil again. Because for the longest time, they were cast as goofballs or... Well, the 70s really kind of made them camp, a little bit campy. Campy. Right. You know, you... A little deviant as well. Gee, you the know. 70s making something campy? No way! <laughs> <laughs> but it was like the first, it was the first like time in a long Kong. time they had turned them into villain monsters. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you look at the way that the, the vampires look in, like, Fright Night. 
Yeah. It's right. not just these two just fangs. They, I mean, their mouth is just fucked yeah. up with just these razor teeth. Well, and the same thing with Lost Boys. I mean, when you first saw Kiefer, Th- uh, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland's, uh, yeah. Sutherland's uh, character, yeah. all vamp- vamped out, you're like, wow, that's... Yeah, I don't, don't want to run into that in the, in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I still don't get why, you know, they were, like, hanging upside down like bats, you know, because... They're bats. Well, technically, they're... They're Batman. They're... <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Oh, boy. All right, let's move on to... Oh, boy. Here's Jim's favorite, Brom Stoker's Dracula. Dracula. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We watched this this week. It was just like, you know, there was nothing. We, we cleaned out the DVR, so it was like, let's watch, let's watch a Halloween movie. What do you want to watch? Oh, no. And Autumn couldn't figure out what she wanted to watch. So I was like, you know what? We're doing a show on vampires. Let's watch Prom Stoker's Dracula. So she agreed, foolishly. And, um, and I must say, Keanu Reeves' British accent is a master of cinema. Oh, my God. Oh, we just cut through Budapest. I sold the boss his house. Okay, which is worse, Keanu Reeves' British accent or um, Kevin Costner? That's what I was gonna. All ask. right, Kevin Costner. Oh, it's tough. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, tough. Kevin yeah, Costner didn't even try. That's how no, bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, you know, going back to the book, the whole thing, the whole precipice that the 1992 movie was was based on was that it was going to be the most accurate version of of Rob Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. And they fucked it up in the first three minutes of the movie. Yep. By making the whole thing a love story. Yeah. Immediately out of the gate. It had nothing to do with any of that. No. Um, they just it, wanted to over-sexualize dra- um, vampires. Oh, my God. No, it's it, it, sexual. Well, yeah, yeah but I mean, <laughs> sexual but, in, the, in the more overt form. Not the right, the, right, the, 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 the... The werewolf sex scene with Lucy in the garden was yep. really messed up. Oh. oh, yeah, well, you know, that, the, um... We know in a writer. The Indian Book of Love, where, yeah. you know, she's at first disgusted by it, and then all of a sudden she's, like, giggling with Lucy, like, not three seconds later about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, the funniest thing, though, when... Is in the very, very beginning when, uh, Father Anthony Hopkins tells, uh, uh, Vlad the Impaler that she he won't meet uh, Elisabetta in heaven because she killed herself and he right. stabs the cross and this thing first just starts like dripping blood and then by the end of it it's just like gushing blood right. the cross <laughs> the cross helps too so much blood oh. <laughs> it's just you know there's so much going on it was so ambitious but. I don't know. It's like the ambition of the movie just made it look more ridiculous. Yeah. And that's part of the problem. The ambition, back... out, the ambition outstripped the reality. Of exactly. And also, yeah, back back in the early 90s, you couldn't have two-hour, three-hour movies. Right. Right. This was two hours and seven minutes. Including credits? Including credits, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can, you know, nowadays I mean, you I'd... can make a longer movie right. and it might have done I mean, better. I'll, but... I'll, give, I'll give Francis Ford Coppola credit for because he also, when he was making a movie, he tried to make it like they would back when the original Dracula came out. He didn't invest a lot into like 
Actually, uh, he fired he, he fired his uh, special effects crew and hired his son right. to come up with old timey effects for right, it. Exactly. And I mean, for the most part, they I mean they I worked mean, they okay. Were, I mean, they, they worked okay. They aged horrifically. And it's not like you can cut you can't cut a movie made in 1992 the slack right. that you can cut a movie made in 1932. Right. It's just impossible. You can't. You cannot do that. Like I said, the, I think the the ambition that he had for a movie right. outstripped what he could do. With and it. Just, yeah. just, I think he let the actors do what they wanted. And everybody, Anthony Hopkins is had won an Oscar that year, yeah. right for Silence of the Lambs. For Silence of the Lambs, and it's just like, who taught this guy how to act? He's fucking horrible. And he shortly after that, didn't he? There was a point at which he was going to quit acting. It was right. right after Titus. He was going to retire. Okay. And in fact, his last take, I remember because. Titus is not a bad movie. It's, you know, based on Titus Androticus. And um, his last, his very last shot, he did it. Uh, Julie Taymor, the director, yelled cut, and then he just flipped off the lens and walked off. <laughs> that's, that's a nice way to go. I yeah. Like Yet he's still acting now. I mean, he's Odin. He, I know he's Odin. You know, I mean, I, I, I admit, I, I think I saw, I saw it three times in the movie theater. Ooh. Well, at the time, I had to think for redheads, so... Oh. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Dracula didn't loving it. Uh, Speaking (laughs) of redheads, yeah, Anthony Hopkins' comment about... uh, He was a fellow in this VHS I saw, and he was... First of all, his makeup is badly streaky. Second of all, (laughs) he is dressed like a circus dog. <laughs> lace collars up, and it was terrible. The best thing about it was watching Patrick Stewart be half asleep. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It's just. It's such. I don't know. Everybody in this movie is not good. No. I would no. go so far as call them terrible. But even really good actors, or even like the three suitors. I mean, the the best one of them is Richard E. Grant. Because he's the only one who, like, seemed to invest anything in his character. Mm. The Rocketeer looked ridiculous. <laughs> the Rocketeer. <laughs> and uh, Wesley just, he just, was kind of set dressing. Yeah. That's all I could think of. I, did, I couldn't think of another pop culture reference for Richard E. Grant, so. No. <laughs> for suitors are Wesley, uh, you know, the Dread Private Roberts, the Rocketeer. What? Oh, did he look like, did he look like? No, uh, Kevin Elways was one of the suitors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, he wasn't. No, it's his been, name, it's his been name, a long time. His name wasn't Wesley. <laughs> that was, the character's name I wasn't thought, I thought the actor's name was Richard E. No, no, Richard E. Grant's the only one who doesn't have a pop culture reference. When, when he mentioned Wesley, I thought you were talking about Will Wheaton. Oh. That right. would have been a much interesting Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't put the emphasis in the Wesley. Yeah. Yeah, Wesley has a T. Yes, yeah. exactly. All right, moving on to the other movie we watched that night, Interview with the Vampire. I've never seen this one. I've got to tell you, not only... This movie has aged really, really well... It's a really good fucking movie. It is a good movie. <laughs> You're tired. You want to sleep? <laughs> it's a coven! A coven! It's your coffin, my love. Enjoy it. Most of us never get to know what it feels like. Why do you do this? I like to do it. I enjoy it. Take your receipts, taste, pure things. Kill them swiftly if you will. But do it! For do not doubt! You are a killer, Louis! What's that one? It's a coffee. Well, so it is. You must be dead. 
it's amazing to me too because the amount of shit that they went through to make this thing it could have been an absolute unmitigated disaster and i mean i know tom uh jim accuses me of not liking tom cruise movies it was good and it wasn't in spite of him (laughs) (laughs) seriously he was really good in it he was he was was not bad definitely that was christian dunce's first film wasn't it yes it was yep yep Makes and everything she, else seem creepy now. And she, well, she said in an interview that kissing Brad Pitt was weird. Yeah. Because she was ten. Yeah, she was like ten. He was like thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> he's a lot older than I thought he was. Well, he's yeah, he's almost fifty now. Yeah. Oh, he is fifty now, I yeah. think. But yeah, no, it was just, it was an interesting movie to watch, um, especially because like Christian Slater is still relevant at this point. Right. <laughs> Which was weird in and of itself. Well, he had to fill in because River Phoenix died. Yes, exactly. He played he played the role that River Phoenix was supposed to do. Yeah, and he died like three days before filming or something like that. Yeah. Um, it was actually funny too, going back to Dracula, because we, you know, as we always do, when we watch a movie, we immediately hit the trivia section on IMDb. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Coppola actually admitted that he was he regrets casting Keanu Reeves, primarily because he wanted um, somebody that the teenage girls would want to go see. So Autumn is like thinking in the back of her head, like, who would I go see? Who I, when I was at that age, I wouldn't go see him. Who would I go see? And then we started an interview with the vampire. She's like, oh, yeah, Christian Slater. I would have totally gone based on Christian Slater being in this movie. Although I will, I will say, if there's one thing that I think could would be worse than Keanu Reeves faking a uh, British accent, would possibly be Christian Slater faking mm. a British accent. Yeah, he didn't even try. <laughs> It's like Robin Hood, Prince of... I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but getting back to Henry with the Vampire, I mean, the, the special effects are awesome. This is one of the best scores, I think, in the last 20 years. You me- I think you mentioned that, like, uh, one of the first Halloween episodes we ever did. Yeah, it's it's, just, it's an awesome score. And going back and listening to it, because it's Elliot Goldenthal, first of all, which is bizarre to me, because he, that guy ruined Batman. <laughs> No. Andy, <laughs> no. Joel, Joel, Joel Shoemaker ruined Batman. Well, yeah, but but you gotta give credit credit is due in, in terrible scores. Yeah. Here's what I wanted to do with Batman. I just wanted, you know, when you when you're playing Batman as a kid, you make your own theme music. That's what I wanted to do. Don't ever say that out loud again. No, 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 no. Everybody, everybody does the theme from the, the Adam West song. Yeah. Right. That exactly. When they should be doing the Danny Elfman thing because it's such a better badass fanfare. Oh, they even adapted it for the cartoon. Yeah. So that's true. They did. So um, did you, have you did, have you read Interview with the Vampire? I have. I read it right after watching the movie. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, but I immediately went to Wikipedia after watching the movie again and just doing like the character thing on Lestat. And you could tell that Anne Rice completely did a 180 on her opinion of Lestat. Because the first book is Interview with the Vampire, where he is the bad guy. Right. Yeah. And it immediately turns it around that he... Because the he next became, book became, is the vampire Lestat. He became a, he became a sympathetic figure later. Yeah, well, yeah, he, like, well, he's like, well, all the... There, there are people that will say these things about me. None of it's true. Here's my real story, and here's everything in, like... Right. Practically everything that happened in Interview with the Vampire doesn't even amount to anything anymore because the vampire Lestat is apparently the real true story of Lestat. Because everybody loves love the uh, movie so much. Right, exactly. You know, you, you know she, you know she's completely she, renounced. Oh, now she's she, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. she's a hardcore uh, 
born again Christian. That's yep. hilarious because I hope someone straps her down and has her read like exit most to of Eden. Exit to Eden and like, oh yeah, oh the sodomy scene and Exit to Eden. Yeah, <laughs> strap her down. <laughs> or any of the Sleeping Beauty books. Oh, oh I've only heard about those. I'm not oh my read. god, seriously? Yeah, no. All right. Well, I understand that she probably has the need to find Christ after writing that shit. <laughs> 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 Oh my god! You gotta be doing something to get around to get up. So, um, did any of you guys see Queen of the Damned? No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I like, once. Well, I know Joe, you're a huge Aaliyah out. fan, so I know you had a Patreon. Oh yeah, I had to. Shortly after it came out on VHS or something, and that's it. <laughs> it Speaking of which, whatever happened to Stuart Townsend? He played Lestat in this one, and it's like he was poised for big things. He was gonna be Aragorn. Um, he was gonna be Aragorn. And he dropped out. Yeah, I'm sure he's. Yeah, I'm sure he's forgetting. Yeah, you know what, guys? You know, it's it's cool. You know, I had to drop out for contractual reasons on another movie. It's awesome, but you know what? I'm gonna be this awesome new movie franchise, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> it is gonna rock. <laughs> oh, I, I, I get I get to act with Sean, Sir Sean Connery. Exactly. My career is going up there. And Sean Connery retires. And Immediately after that, movie. this is the fucking worst movie I've ever been in in my life. What the hell is this thing about? <laughs> Am I alive again? I don't give a shit. I don't know. Um, yeah, okay. So I guess we can move on from Queen of the Damned. Sure. Anyone yes. see a vampire in Brooklyn? No. I think we've heard of it. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it's of Eddie it. Murphy, Eddie Murphy, but I haven't yeah. seen it. It's the last movie before Eddie Murphy realized that he has to get back into family comedies, or at least start doing family comedies. Oh, was this before he did start doing fat suits? Uh, yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, and it's not a bad movie, I guess. It's directed by Wes Craven, so a guy knows a little bit about oh, horror. Right, no, yeah. I remember that one, yeah. But was, wasn't it also like Wesley? No, no, um, Arsenio Hall. No, no, who, who was the other? Who is the other? Are you thinking Harlem Nights? It might have been, I don't know. No, no, yeah, all right. Now, this is Eddie Murphy and Angela Bassett. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, I really can't say much about it because I have almost no memory of it, but... Yeah, I, I think I saw it once and that just kind of fleshed, yeah. out, fleshed it out. All right, so, moving on uh, to Abraham Lincoln, Vampire That Hunter. was way better than it was supposed to be. Really, because I love the book. I really I never, love the no, book. No, I, didn't, you know I didn't read the book, but we were like, oh, this looks like cheesy, good well, fun, and we watched the movie and we're like... This is really good. Oh, I, saw, I saw the trailer for the movie. I'm like, wow, this looks kind of cool. I want to watch it. But then I heard all the bad reviews and read oh, on it. I'm no, like, hey, you know what? Great. Part of the thing is, I think it would have been a better movie had the director had a leash put on him. Only because it's very... The bullet time is extremely gratuitous. Oh, really? It's just one of those things. I think the style overwhelms what the movie... And the movie could have been very, very good. But, um... Yeah, just something about the way it was shot. If they maybe had a better director, yeah. it was it was it was pretty it was pretty good. It was fun. Was it a name director or just yeah? You know, the guy who directed Nightbreed, uh, he directed Wanted. Oh, Timur Bekanakal Hufflehall. Oh, 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 because well, that, that, on the comic, the comic book is that's what the comic book is based on. That's what they did in the comic book. So the graphic, hey, the that movie novel. did introduce us to Chris Pratt. Not really, but he well, was it, in it. It introduced us to um, James McAvoy. Yeah, James McAvoy. That's true. Actually, no, it didn't because uh, Light and Wardrobe introduced us to James McAvoy. What? Who was he in? 
Tumnus. Tumnus, yeah. Right? Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Yeah, but this introduces us to Jane McAvoy without all the makeup. Oh, okay. But if if it's interesting, though, if you think about it, because this is the only movie where Charles Xavier gets to punch (laughs) Star-Lord. That is very good. That is true. And then Charles Xavier begins to work for Lucius Malfoy. No, not Lucius Malfoy. Uh, Lucius Fox. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Going back to Harry Potter there. Um. All right, guys. we got to talk about it. Twi... Light. Based on the terrible books from one of the shittiest authors of all time comes a movie adaptation for teenage girls who aren't smart enough for the Hunger Games. You'll be on the edge of your seat as voiceover describes everything. I would miss my harebrained mother. I used to spend two weeks there almost every summer. My first day at a new school. Kind of like a book, actually. Twilight nearly ruined the entire vampire lore. I, I don't see it as vampire movies, honestly. It's it's it. It's a teen drama with some supernatural elements in it. And it's it's it. a way to sell the Mormon lifestyle. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, she, she, that. she admits that. No, she admits that straight up. Um, well, good. Yeah. So you have I've, wait, I, have read, I have read the books and seen the movies, and I am Team Bella's dad. Because <laughs> he was really, especially in the movies, he is really funny and pretty good looking, and that just shows my age. The fact that I'm like, yeah. So Pattinson, not so much. Jacob, yeah, he looks good, but... Shovelhead, whatever, but... Hey. Bella, Bella's dad is really the funniest person in the whole thing. He's got that cool sense of humor. And... I'm, team, just... I'm team Batfleck. <laughs> That's right. I, uh, I, I've never watched a frame of these movies, but... I was having a conversation with um. Actually, that's not true. We have seen a few frames. The uh, best of red tracks. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. Well, it's like um, honest trailers has done all of them, and it's and now with more stares, and they just show a montage of Bella staring off into nothing, and then they have they actually created music for it. But at least in the movies, they just do montage music when Bella and Edward are talking. Oh, God. And talking. Where she repeatedly blinks after every line, and she her mouth hangs open. Like, she can't close. Like, she might have, like, muscle problems, muscle control problems in her, her lower jaw or something, because every time she's like, mm. I don't. I don't know why people keep hiring her. I really, really do I not do know why. I do not know. I. But I was having a conversation. Mm. Yeah, I was having a conversation with uh, our friend Brian Dermody's girlfriend Marla, and she said that she read a couple of the Twilight books just because her friends were, and she just wanted to make fun of them. <laughs> and the second book, when Edward leaves on his mission or whatever, it's because you know. Oh, the, no, the the family leaves because they figure Edward and Bella is a bad thing, and they gotta get out of town. Oh, okay. And also the war, the werewolves erupt like crazy. Oh, and um, there are. She actually said that as when he leaves, Bella has nothing to say for eight pages. There are literally eight pages of the book that are nothing but blank white pages, because that's female empowerment. When the guy what? that you love leaves, just shut yourself out of life. I don't I recall mean, that, but it's. I read it once. And, okay, but there's also but, no. I, I think she just, you know, yeah, she just, yeah. No, it's not female empowerment. Oh, you got it all. One of my favorite me- didn't, memes. Didn't she try to kill herself? 
She she finds that when she puts herself in dangerous situations, she sees visions of Edward talking to her, and so she continues to put herself so, in a dangerous situation so Edward would tell her not to because that's so the only way she could be with him. You know, so basically, it, if your man leaves you, you should commit suicide. Yes, it's funny. It's funny. You know, one of my favorite memes you, is if your man, when you if compare, your man is threatening to leave you, you should threaten suicide to make him feel guilty and disdain. You compare Hermione, the Harry Potter books, yeah, and, and Bella, Bella, the vampire, or you know, or Princess Leia and Bella. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, which is the more, you know, no. the better idol? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bella is not a, a person you should look up to. Dude, Ellen Ripley would torch the, fo- the fuck out of her. <laughs> oh, easily. She's 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 that the 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 bitch slapper and say, get the get your head out of your ass. She's the screamy blonde chick from the first Alien movie. Yeah. Actually, oh, no, because that that, that <laughs> woman actually like, tried to do a couple of things. Before she did. She did yeah. try. She 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 freezes up, but she tries. Yeah. Bella is just. Ugh. So, all right. Oh, so, have we, have we just torched Twilight enough? <laughs> all right. So, a couple of other things that had been left off the list here for movies. From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. Is everybody okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Does anybody know what's going on here? I know what's going on. We got a bunch of fucking vampires out there trying to get in here and suck our fucking blood. And that's it. Plain and simple. And I don't want to hear anything about, I don't believe in vampires. Because I don't fucking believe in vampires. But I believe in my own two eyes. And what I saw is fucking vampires. Now, do we all agree that what we are dealing with is vampires? I gotta oh say, God. I keep. You know what? The funny thing is, this, this is such a good movie, movie, and I keep forgetting it's a vampire movie. I I showed it to Joe the other night, and he was like, "This is awesome." Man, that rock that he lived under for all those years must be a lonely, lonely he's place. Not, he's not he just, a big guy on movies. Okay. First of all, and second of all, he's thirty-one. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting he's younger. <laughs> I've never seen all of this movie. Oh I'm my not god! A big, I'm not a big Tarantino fan, as you know. One, it was my but first. But it's a Robert Rodriguez movie. It was my first yeah. exposure to Selma Hayek. Uh, I, really? It's yes. everybody's first exposure yes. to Selma Hayek because that oh was, my god! Yes. No, no, goes, Desperado came out first. Okay, but, but she I didn't see Desperado she, until oh. afterwards. But she goes to the director. I don't want to act with a snake, and he's like, "I've got a lot of actresses that will be with a snake," and she's like, "All right, I will deal with a snake." Yep. And it is so good because when the vampires finally hit, mm-hmm. it's it's all at once. And it just it you you feel punched in the stomach when it happens, but it but it's great because it twi- you know one George Clooney and uh, Quentin Tarantino's characters are not nice guys. No, no, so you're not, you don't cheer for them. You're like these guys are a holes. You want them to die. Well, Tarantino, you can't wait to see him die horribly. Right, he exactly. George Clooney's character, he's just a bank robber. He's not a really you know he was gonna let that lady go. He's yeah. gonna you know he's gonna let these people go. He's not that horrible. But he wanted to get as far away from his ER character as possible. Right. And, you know, I love his line at the end where um, oh. Juliette Lewis wants to go with him. He's like, I'm a bastard, but I'm not a fucking bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, seen enough, I've seen enough of the show to movie to know that Quentin Tarantino should stop acting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is actually, I think, the last time he really acted in earnest. Right. Well, wasn't Where, he also in Django Unchained? Yeah, but that was like for five minutes. There, there's a major and, difference between him doing an accent uh, versus him starring in uh, Destiny Turns on the Radio, which I paid movie money for. Um, and that was, and that Juliet Lewis was great because that was after um, Natural that, Born Killers. That yeah. was. And she played, she played innocent 
nice she girl, needs really to well. work more I, I think she needs to work more um but yeah it is a whole thing the thing at the end too with cheech marin oh he's like what happened man psychos Wait, do you oh, think oh. psychos would do this <laughs> Why did you pick this part? It's out of the way. Yeah, or or Cheech Marin's character, the the hawker at the front door. Oh yeah. That's that's the. I went and saw this with one of my roommates in college, and the whole we got white pussy, we got black pussy, we got black pussy, we got hot pussy. If you know, we got a special. You know, one pussy, the second pussy for just one penny. If you can find cheaper pussy anywhere, and he leans down to the camera. Fuck it. <laughs> That whole bit was so hilarious. <laughs> That's another one I could go back and watch again. I just, I, yeah, I had just, such a good that was on time Netflix. watching that. Movie. That was on Netflix. That was, oh, how, that was how that's how I showed it to Joe. I was like, okay, this is one of the ones we have to watch for the vampire show. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, so good. So it's good. got one of the best lines. Has anyone watched the show? I haven't. I haven't. No. I haven't either. I'm like, I've heard you know it's what? Not that great. I'm like, I haven't seen the sequel. The like the, the two five Robert three. Patrick sequels. Yeah, and I haven't, I haven't, I was like, you know what, the the movie's just, you know, the sequel, the series could be good because some series based on old movies do turn out well, but I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, but you know, I just, I gotta go back and watch this now. It's got one of the best lines ever, though. The okay, vampire killers, let's go kill some fucking vampires. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was taken from uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. All right, ramblers, let's get rambling. Uh, what else do we have here? Dracula, dead and loving it. Dead and loving it. <laughs> I've given up on Mel Brooks at this time. No, so. it wasn't. That was it, was, it, was, it was not good Mel Brooks. No. But, but, but Leslie Nielsen was still funny. Leslie Nielsen was great, and it was it was Mel Brooks going, I need to make another movie with this hot red chick, red-haired chick that I had in uh, Robin Hood Men yeah, in Tights. Amy Yazbeck, who actually got, he uh, she co-starred with her Wings co-star in that one. Um, Stephen Weber. Stephen Weber, yeah. yeah. That's right. The only scene I remember from that movie is when they're killing Lucy. And it's just this never-ending geyser of blood. <laughs> yeah, this I was think a... she's dead. No, I think you gotta go... <laughs> so much blood! <laughs> I, um... Yeah, I don't know. This is the point also when I've given up on Leslie Nielsen because all he was doing were, like, the poor man versions of the Naked Gun movies. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, he's just oh, doing who, who different played, variations of the same who character. Played, um, uh, who played uh, R- uh, R- Reinhardt in that one? It was um, oh, he was he was on like Dragon Slayer. He was in Dragon Slayer. Peter right? McNichol. Yes, playing Peter yeah. McNichol. I am Vigo. Yeah. It's not Reinhardt. It's something very close to that. Uh. Oh. Oh yeah, Reinhold? no. It's oh um. Feld. Renfield. Renfield. Renfield, that's yeah. it, yes. Uh, Catherine, your tablet fell back there, by the way. Okay. All right, just don't forget it. Nope. Um, so you also brought up uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. One of that was that was a movie that Joe saw and was formative. I saw that in college. That was great. And you know, it's all about the priest that they had going. Oh yeah, mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> and and Bon Jovi, like you just spear the vampires and then winch them out into the sunshine. <laughs> Who started that? I'm blanking on the name. All I remember is the I, there were vampires and there was Bon Jovi and <laughs> John Bon Jovi and the guy that played the 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 priest who was really great. You looking that, Mike? Yeah, I'm trying. All to right, look let's there, take a look at IMDb real quick. <coughs> when was that? Was it like ninety? 90s? That was the mid. That would have been the mid 90s because like I saw it in college. Yeah, I saw it in college, so it would have been the mid 90s. 
Carpenter. There we go. All right. Let's see. John Carpenter. He's only 66 years old. I always thought he was a lot older than that. All right. Hold up. Got it. Uh, director. 29 movies. Vampires. 1998. Not that late. Who, who started that one? Uh, that would be James Woods. That's who it was. Right. That's what I'm trying to remember. Fat uh, Fatnail Baldwin. Oh, yeah, Cheryl yeah. Lee, Thomas Ian Griffith. Uh, yeah, that's why Billy Baldwin's in that. Maximilian Schell. Uh, anybody else that I would know here? Nope, that's about it. Do you know what <laughs> well, else? You, well, if you watch Sons of Anarchy, this is Mark Boone Jr. Oh, okay. Do you know I what don't. else came out in 1998? What's that? Blade. Oh, yeah. Blade! We, we have to talk too. about Blade. I think Blade is one of the most overrated movies Marvel has ever put out, ever, the, ever, the ever. The first one was decent. I thought it was so I fucking Blade, goofy. Well, because I'm a Guillermo del Toro fan, I think Blade 2 was better. I thought I thought the first one was okay, and then it just descended, and the third uh, one was just unwatched. The third thought, one was I terrible. Thought, I, thought GD, I thought the second one was better than the first. The second one was okay, but I, I, I it lacked some of the panache of the first one, I thought. The, 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 Stephen well, Cross as, as a vampire was pretty cool. Yeah, he yeah. was. Going, going and seeing it, and I'm like, wow, it's Tracy Lord's first movie as an 18-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy Lord is in that movie? She's the she she's the chick at the very beginning that that uh, is driving the car and lures the guy to the giant rave party. Oh, that was, like, that okay. was, like, that was her first legit movie. Oh. That was that was her. No, it wasn't that was not from Earth. Or not on this earth, which was like in the, the really? late 80s, yeah. Which was about alien vampires, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so was Life Force. Uh, oh, yeah, so was Life Force. Uh, <laughs> yes. That, I saw, I remember. Stewart. It was a yeah, it, bad movie. But anyway, the one about Blade. I was watching her other work in college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, go ahead about Blade, Catherine. Um, basically, it was just, it was yet more. And we, you know, we were talking about you know Blackula and yeah. Vampire from Brooklyn. And then we have Wesley Snipes as Blade, which essentially he tried to play it black exploitation. I felt the entire thing was like motherfucker this, motherfucker that. I don't know. It was just there's something about it. I don't know. And part of it, Stephen Dorff was you know trying to reclaim his freedom as a smoker. But right. uh, <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> blue, blue. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I maybe I have to go back and watch it again because I don't. I'm not saying it was great. I, I'm just saying it was a vampire movie that we no, had. No, I know, but I know yet. a lot of people that rave about that movie, and I'm like, meh. Personally, I thought the final battle was a very impressive fight. Yeah. I mean, that, that's I, I think up until um, until Blue blew up because uh, I, th th those effects, like the blood effects, looked really, really cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean. I think it was like, it was it was the first it was one of the first comic book movies. Yes, uh, it was one of the first Marvel. Marvel, Marvel it was one of the first. It was one of the first Avi Arad Marvel, Rod, uh, Marvel yeah. movies. Okay. And I think they were just trying to keep the budget low so that they could keep making them. Right. And they really they never really marketed it because this no. it came on the heels of Batman. I mean, uh, Batman and, Batman and uh, Robin. Robin. Yeah. So they really did dominate no, the comic book they, aspect they of it. Yeah, they, they absolutely did. I didn't, you know, I, I never, I didn't realize it was a Marvel. You know, yeah, me the comic book yeah. guy, I didn't realize it was a Marvel. Yeah, I didn't property. realize it until Blade trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember when I realized Blade was a Marvel character, but it was long after that movie. Right, exactly. Out. 
Yeah, I remember hearing it and going, really? Really? A black character? Get out of town. <laughs> no, Marvel's never shied away from that. No, no they're they not. didn't call him Black Blade? Come on. <laughs> black Falcon? Damn it! Black Panther? <laughs> Chikala! And then uh, finally on this list, Bordello of Blood. Bordello of Blood. That was Dennis Miller. Yes. That was that was a uh, that was a, that, that was, was Tales from the part. that was Tales yeah. from the Crypt. That was yeah. the second Tales from the Crypt movie. I've never seen it. Mike Again. C actually took his like his AOL um, handle from there. Rafe Gutman was his AOL handle for the longest time. That had, that had Corey Feldman. Yeah. Uh-huh. And again, redheads. And you have a heart. <laughs> you can see my interest in that movie. Yep. Oh, well, redheads, you know. And it was just, oh, it was lots of blood and sex and everything. And again, it was in that same, you know, 90s period where this kind of thing was coming out. And it was formative. Yeah. <laughs> it was all, Dennis Miller was still funny. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was, was a before, long, was long, long time ago. It was before, it was before Dennis ago. Miller went to the dark side. Yeah. That was a brief window right there. Oh, God. Hey, remember me? I used to be funny. Cha-cha. Now I'm right-wing. Yeah. Now I'm right-wing and tired. <laughs> yeah, tired is definitely the uh, tired is definitely the response to that. Um. So, real quick. Uh, we we yeah. missed one, oh, we one miss? important vampire movie. What's that? Abbott and Costello meet the Frankenstein. <laughs> all right. It's all you, man. Go ahead. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. All right. Which is actually, yeah, because they don't actually meet Frankenstein. I, 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 they meet I Dracula, right? They meet Dracula and the Wolfman and Frankenstein, actually. I got, and then I, briefly at the end, they meet the Invisible Man. I got one, that, and I brought it up there in our uh, director's show, was yep. uh, Guillermo del Toro's uh, Chronos. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sorry, it was on the list. Yeah. Chronos. That, that one, because that re- re- rewrote the uh, the kind of vampire lore, you know. I've seen that one in movie stuff, actually. It's a good movie. I mean, it's, it's it was his first movie, and you could see he from this movie that he's a twisted individual. Yeah. He's got, <laughs> is, he's got issues. <laughs> So, all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for this. It was a good conversation. Yeah, good. Um, I do want to take a moment to thank David Spencer, who is a friend of Mike C's, who uh, helped contribute some stuff. We did kind of talk about everything that he wanted to talk about here. Nice. I did like what he said, though, that you should uh, open with the line, the only mention of anything related to Twilight is this one, and then move on. <laughs> so, yeah. That would, a... that would be giving Twilight ways more and um, way more conversation than we want to. We gave it a full five minutes. Vampires so. should not be sparkly. Uh, Nothing should be sparkly except strippers. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And engagement rings. Engagement rings. So anyway, uh, next episode we're gonna be talking about uh, SNL's 40th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna take things a little differently, I think. So here's what I, here's the assignment for everybody listening. Um, we are gonna ask Both you to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, be oh, nice, okay. all five of you. Um, <laughs> What we want you to do is we want you to construct your dream cast. It could be Ooh. it's gonna be no more than ten cast members. It could be any cast members that you want. But here's the trick. I don't want the best cast members. I want what it would be the worst iteration of Saturday Night Live you could come up with? Well, anything in the late 90s. No, 84, 83, 84. Yeah, I think yeah. that was that was the list right the, there. The Anthony and Michael Hall. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Hey, save that for later, sir. Save that for later. <laughs> because we could definitely go around and around and around with the cowbell skit, but we don't want to do that. 
Now does it? It needs more. Now Bill Murray doesn't count as a cast member. Absolutely, Bill Murray counts as a cast member. He was, but he was never. No, I don't think he was official. I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Back in the 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 stuff that we ran on Nickelodeon, absolutely. After Chevy Chase left, because they couldn't stand each other. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Bill Murray definitely counts. So put them together for your dream team, Joe. All right. So Catherine, thanks again. Nice. Always a pleasure having you here. Nice to be back, and I. Managed to contribute better than I did on the other. Oh episode. no, that's fine. That's fine. You no, thank fine. you so much. You did a lot of good work there. Sorry, Joe couldn't make it because Joe's upset with me for making him do research on this one. Oh, <laughs> and by research, well, well, I'm like, what? What we we do research? Well, most most of the movies that we were going to talk about, you know, the better movies were not available on Netflix or Hulu or anything. Right. My my research consists of going up to Wikipedia, vampire movies, and printing that out. Right. Exactly. But but the thing is, yeah, he's movies are not his thing. Yeah. We weren't going to talk about Castlevania or the Vampire the Masquerade, and so he was. Actually, we could have talked. About we could have totally Lord, done that. Lord of Shadows. Great great game. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Lord of Shadows. Yeah. Also, also, he wanted the Helsing anime. Ah. That's oh, actually that's a good Yes, he loved if you, that. If you can manage to stay awake till two thirty in the end of the <laughs> on Saturday morning. Oh, I, I have like the first six volumes on DVD. There you go. Well, I don't. I, I watch it on Adult Split on, uh, yeah. on Toonami, so right. So, well, excellent. Thank you again. Thank Thanks you for coming back me. again. Thank you, thank, you, thank you for having me back. Yeah. Hey, this is like the third episode in a row with uh, with a woman. Wow. And still no black people. We are. <laughs> We are really classing ourselves up. Oh, yes. We are clashing the shit out of this place. So, Fuck anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, if you want to contribute to the show in any way, shape, or form, you can get to us at uh, geeksalad at yahoo.com. Like, uh, follow us on Twitter at geeksalad radio. Like our Facebook page, Geek Salad Podcast. Check out either one of our websites, geek dash. Uh, salad.com uh, for our full backstory and history and origin and all that fun stuff. And some of the episodes. Way, way yep. episode guide, yeah. um, you can get our archive at the iTunes store, the Stitcher app, or uh, just go to geeksalad.podbean.com for what is almost the full archive. Yeah. I think we're down to like 10 shows that haven't been archived yet. Something like that, yeah. We're like catching that. up. It's just taking some time because we're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're old and we're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. Go forth, be nerdful, and have a happy Halloween. Monsters that shine. Sparkly vampire, I love you. Yes, I do. And I know that you love me too. Of course you do. I can tell by the way that you don't kill me. What were they, psychos? They look like psychos? Is that what they look like? They were vampires. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are.